Welcome to Truly Rotten Potatoes. You know what I'm keen to do? Crack some fucking nuts. The untold story. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here as always. Mitch, your potato, Rastafari, Rastafari, uh, here with Morgan. Hey, it's me, Morgan, and I'm also here. Welcome back. Welcome back, Morgan. Thank you. You know, good, good to have you. And then we got Hayden. Hey, I'm here. I'm queer, and I couldn't drink any more beer. Fuck yeah! And of course, the uh, host of Truly Rotten <laughs> Potatoes, Declan Shrub. Yes, Decky Duda is in the house, and he's bringing uh, his his host skills. Thanks for having me, Mitch, as host. You know what? You know what? I'm gonna take the reins back. You know, I'm 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 here. You're queer. To bring a little bit of... I'm, I'm here, queer. You've gone clear. I've got a beer. I've got a... No, this isn't a beer. This is a pineapple UDL. Really? I haven't seen a UDL in a hot minute. Love that. What Look does UDL... That. What does that stand for? Such a sick logo. What does UDL it's stand ugly for? ugly dick lesions, which he has all over his ugly dick. Ultra deluxe light. Undrinkable. I do have quite an ugly penis, I think. Just, just so the listeners know. It's not nice. Guys, who do you reckon's got the ugliest dick out of the four of us? I feel like most penises are horrible to look at. No, not no? not as bad as this guy. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. <laughs> you look at it, it's like one of those great whites that's that's been out there for too long. Just uh-huh. scarred mm. and sad. Looks like Ron Howard's brother. You know, <laughs> Clint Howard. <laughs> you know how um, when sharks have been in the water too long and they get all shriveled and wrinkly? That's what it looks like. It was in the pool. <laughs> it shrinks. So, yeah, we're here to talk about uh, a little movie called Nutcracker 3D. XL. An untold story. XL. <laughs> XL. Thank you. Junkie. Alpha. <laughs> little less conversation, a little more action. Yeah, no, it, th- this was a movie from 2010 directed by a Russian person. I do not know their name. Uh, uh, starring Elle Fanning. Richard E. Grant was in this movie. Known for Star Wars, the the last the rise of Skywalker. Yeah, he's a poor man's Jeffrey Rush. Okay. He's just a poor man's Jeffrey Rush. Let's be I honest. like Richard E. Grant, but don't forget we've also got Nathan Lane and John Turturro. Yes, doing I guess really powerhouse performances. So yeah, all star cast, three D. That's <laughs> yes. I mean you can't not love that. <laughs> Oh, and it's on stand. So if you're watching, if you're listening to this podcast at home, you can watch along. And you're like, I can never get my hands on these. You can watch along. Yep. Now let's let's uh, give a little warning to our audience that um, this movie, it, because Stan does not have the feature where you can speed up the movie <laughs> or the three D either, <laughs> or the you got to turn on the three D. Uh, it will uh, bore a hole in your skull that you're never going to recover. There's no from. escaping. And everyone knows once you turn something on on Stan, you can't turn it off. It plays to the end. It takes over control over your TV and it stays to the end. It's true. When I was looking for the speed up function on Stan, <laughs> I actually could I could only find loop. Loop was the only function that I could enable. And so, yeah, it's just going ad nauseum now in my house. Did everyone watch it? Like... Yeah, I just finished it. Yeah. That's a good question. Uh, I had it on. Yeah. I made it to the end. How much How much of it did you absorb? I, I did it in two different sittings, like um, about 10 days apart as well. I watched like the first 52 minutes. And then I went back uh, yesterday and watched the rest. 
and it doesn't get any better. No. The, the second half was worse than the first. It doesn't get better than this. You're right. <laughs> how, how long was this? Oh, it was nearly two hours. Hour 48. Oh, what well, was an hour Hour 40 when it ended. So. Oh, yeah. Right. And so were you guys familiar with the story of the Nutcracker before watching this or the ballet? Or No. Not at all. Right. No. There's not much to this story, so no. Like I knew, I knew the the, song. the lyrics from the songs. <laughs> Dance to the Sugar Plum Fairy. That's the. They stayed pretty true to the text yeah. in those N- lyrics. But was okay. So I'm not familiar with the Nutcracker. I know I know it's a ballet. I have some questions. Well, look, my my daughter my daughter has the Nutcracker book, uh, which goes through all the individual parts uh, uh and you can press a little button on it uh on each page and it plays a little bit of you know it's one of those interactive books you press a little button and it plays a little piece of the music and then you turn the page so please hit me okay so at the very beginning of the movie einstein sings a song about relativity uh-huh. is that a part of the nutcracker it's not in the book <laughs> there's no way einstein is in the russian ballet right that that his character doesn't exist in the uh- in the pantheon of the Nutcracker universe, I would assume not. My, well, in my understanding, it starts off just with um, Uncle Drosselmeyer coming home um, with the gifts for the children. But in this, he's Uncle Albert, oh, okay. and he's clearly Albert Einstein. It's so weird. And there's a couple references to Freud as well. Freud's yeah. on there a couple times. We never see him. Yeah. But they keep saying, like, oh, have you have you talked to Freud about our our daughter? She's fucked. She's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. I want to talk to Freud. A friend of mine said to me the other day, he's like, how's this for one? Sigmund and Freud. Uh-huh. And they get attacked yeah. by their own tiger that looks exactly like their mother. That's good. <laughs> That's pretty good. What about what about Sigmund Freud Mayweather? So I'm having a quick look at, at what the Nutcracker is, right? So the first, the Nutcracker is from 1892. It's a two-part ballet. And then, um, and it's and it's it's adapted from a story called "The Nutcracker and the Mouse King." So that part of the story has made it into this movie. They've changed mice for rats, and they've made the rats Nazis. A lot of Nazi imagery, like like an insane amount of Nazi imagery in this movie. <laughs> that was the only part that I thought might actually resemble something of the original script. I thought there might have been a, a you know a heavy. Um, yeah, a heavy Nazi presence in the Nutcracker, but apparently not. Yeah, no, it was at least 50, 40 years before the Nazis <clears> even <throat> came to prominence. The Nazi cracker. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> that's, my, that's my joke for the day. Woo! Thank you. What would a Nazi cracker taste like? <laughs> it's sort of like a Jats, but it's spelt with an N. Nats. I've heard that you can't eat just one of them. You have to eat nine. Yes. Uh. yes. <laughs> All right, so we've got our rat Hitler in John Turturro. Um, he was both annoying and then <laughs> very scary. So when I'm t- I'm going to skip around this one because I don't I don't feel like much like Hitler himself, <laughs> annoying but scary, and skipping around a lot. So yeah. <laughs> he would skip. He would skip with his little doggy. Anyway, now I'm not gonna. I'm gonna re- try to refrain from making Hitler jokes. Um, yeah, so he can dislodge his jaw. He's got this weird elongated rat face. It reminded me of um, the Howling Three, the Rise of the Marsupial. What else is John Turturro in? Transformers, dude. 
He's in yeah. a couple of um, Coen Brothers movies, isn't he? Yeah. He was in Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Big Lebowski? He, is he, he the- was in The Big Lebowski. He plays the Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was in Quiz Show. Quiz Show is a good movie. Um, he was also in uh, the the prequel to Mac and Me, Mac, <laughs> in 1992. Man. Oh, he was, he was in, the sixth, in the sixth installment of Girl, Girl 6. Uh, Secret Window... Oh, he's in the second Cars. He reminds me a bit of Jeff Goldblum. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Like he's from the same era or something. That, that, I mean, Jeff Goldblum's got more charisma. So, yeah, they do actually fully make him up to be like half rat man, right? Like he's, he is the rat king. Yeah. Um, which uh, something about the way they said rat in this movie like actually cracked me up numerous times. Uh, there was a scene <laughs> towards the end where this monkey man was walking around with the girl and they read the newspaper about like how things are being ratified and then he just said something like the rat king wants to turn everyone rat <laughs> <laughs> yeah not long after that he was like where are we going we're going into the rat world where there are rat cycles or he said rat bikes everything rat was a prefix <laughs> yeah. for everything yeah i don't really understand what was happening in this movie yeah it was a kids movie right that's the it, it was like an alice in wonderland like a um, the little girl kind of goes into this world of imagination, mm. like in a closet mm. or something. She has this puppet that comes to life, much like Pinocchio, which is all CGI wooden. Um, again, they made that error, which I find that a few of these zero percenters have made, where like it's four kids, but the the anthropomorphic character is like hideous and scary, but they're kind of meant right. to be like funny and cute. Like the the Pinocchio character, the NC, which stands for Nutcracker, by the way, was just like Mm. hideous to look at. And you'd sometimes hear its wooden feet clanking around. And I was like, kids wouldn't like this. I don't like this. (laughs) Scary Nutcracker, man. Voiced by the woman who played Moaning Myrtle in the Harry Potter Chamber of Secrets. She was also in Bridget Jones's Diary and probably the other Bridget Jones's movies. But I found this movie to have shades of Terry Gilliam in it as well. Mm. Yeah. Um, I mean, Terry Gilliam's movies, you know, they're not great. I, I love them, but they're, I can see the, the flaws in them as well. Um, but yeah, it had that same sort of adventurous tone. Yeah. But, but for kids. And so what happens, Elle Fanning is a little girl. She goes into the Nutcracker Kingdom with this uh, puppet called NC that they f- that she finds is actually a boy who's been turned into a puppet by the Rat King who's got powers and his mum is who's also just kind of like one of those old witchy women who everyone hates and is just rude to everyone but has rat powers and yeah she kind of goes into this world and I don't know explores and eventually turns the ki- uh, the puppet back into a boy and I I didn't really get what the main rat guys like. There was times where it was like, he wants to turn everyone rat. Like, that's his plan. <laughs> then there were times where it was like, he wants to break every child's toy in existence. Like, that's his plan. <laughs> and I think he had a couple of other plans where he, like, throughout this movie. Yeah, they were afraid of the sun and they wanted to create yeah, a black cloud. They wanted to block the sun out at the end. Yeah, it was like a, t- a total just like... He just wanted to cause harm by the sounds of things. Yeah, he's a pure evil guy and he wants to do bad things. I do want to say, though, I think this is the most expensive movie we've watched on the entire list. This budget was like $90 million. Whoa. Oh my God. Yeah. It's not a good story. Like, I don't understand why they tried to adapt it. The story is she falls asleep and has some weird dreams and there's lots of people <laughs> dancing and then she wakes up and the 
Nutcracker is fixed by the uncle. Like, how do you, why would they try to extrapolate this into a two hour long film? It's shit. I don't know. And and the brother as well had a penchant for breaking toys. I mean, by accident, admittedly. But in her dream... Uh, it's boy... it's Sean Penn, not Penchon. <laughs> Sorry. She has a Sean Penn for Thank breaking you. people's toys. But within her dream, he learns a lesson to not do this. Uh-huh. But it's within her dream that that happens. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then afterwards, we don't really get any follow-up as to whether he... Had the same the dream, story. learned a different moral in his dream, like not to abuse people. Who knows what he learned in his dream? I was just going to bring it back to the toys because they they round up all the toys and they're throwing them into big piles. And it looks like, you know, like the pile of books or pile of like Jewish people stuff. Like it, it was, there was so <laughs> many Holocaust allegories that it was like, I mean, after a while, I, I really did just put it on mute because it... <laughs> it, it, it was too unbearable to have both going on. The The soundtrack was... Because I, I, I guess I'd heard all the songs before. Mm. I never knew the lyrics or anything like that. But with, like, Nazi imagery and seeing, like, black clouds in the sky. And they're like, the black clouds, they're burning all the toys. And it's like, well, in Nazi Germany, that's not what they were burning. And I can't... <laughs> think about anything else the nazis yeah. knew not to take kids toys what well, is the other thing is like to compare nazis to rats if you're watching glorious bastards uh you know hans lander compares the jews to rats and he says you have to think like a rat to be able to to um, exterminate them so i was a bit confused there is it the jews or the nazis who are rats that must have been the whole premise of the film right is the guys like what if you know, these Nazis were always calling the Jews the rats. What if I flip that? What if really the Nazis were the rats? Mm. They were the bad ones. And then he constructed that into this film and for some reason added Albert Einstein as a major player. <laughs> Came out a year after Inglorious Bastards as well, so you could you could see that he was fuming about that. Oh, shit. It's sort of like the whole Lion, Witch in the Wardrobe thing, isn't it? It's the yeah. same fucking shit. It's like they go, they, they have some fucking dream or they go into some fantasy land and there's all these high stakes but it doesn't really matter because at the end of the day they're making it all up in their delusional heads and they're just going to wake up the next morning or come out of the closet in more than one way yeah it's just the ramblings of a child it's just nonsense and why waste two hours of my time on that now look let's let's just go through this again so we open up the film is all in sort of sepia tone um there's the main character she's running around out in the farm um and a hurricane hits the town and the hurricane starts whizzing around it lifts her and her doggy and um all of the houses up from the ground you're forgetting one major detail yes her son doesn't want to follow in her footsteps to play basketball he's more interested in playing video games right that's right and 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 she's like listen mate You've got to play. You've got to stop fucking around. Why have you got your gaming console down on the basketball courts? I'm trying to teach you. You've got to put your hours in. So finally, the tornado comes to an end. They all wake up on the basketball court and it's no longer in sepia tone. Mm. Uh, It's all in full, beautiful color. And you're sort of hit with this moment of, wow, color film. What an invention. And also... Is that Bugs Bunny in the background? <laughs> I think it is. I think it might be. So then they sing a song about wishing that they had a brain. And um, 
then again, like, it's just the same shit, isn't it? Like, at the end of the movie, she wakes up, there was no basketball, there never has been basketball, it's not a real sport, and it was all a dream. And, and, and she says the classic line, and Charles Barkley was there, and J- Michael Jordan was there, Bill Murray was and there, and Toto too. Yeah, and then her auntie slaps her and says, you're just a wannabe who looks like him. <laughs> Guys, I, I got to come clean. I didn't watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. They keep referring to it as rat ball as well, which I found very, that was weird. very disarming. Yeah. No, but we actually start at an ice skating rink, I believe. Okay. That's the detail that I remember. They're <laughs> ice skating. There's, uh, you know, it's it's a very fancy ice skating rink with waiters and, and they've got champagne glasses that they're offering to the children, which is what you would do in whatever country this movie is meant to be set. That's the other thing. The children are played by American actors. Their parents are played by Brits. Um, and for some reason, their uncle is Einstein. So <laughs> He's German. You know what's a, a weird detail? They don't really bring it up, but Einstein was Jewish. And so... Mm. And around... He had some run-ins with the Nazis back in the day. I, I was watching the show Genius, and that's all about Einstein. And, and he, him and those Nazis did not get along. Well, exactly. You know, he, had, he had to leave. All right, so... Not yeah, I don't want to spend too much time on the on the nitty gritty, the details. It's the Nutcracker. It's the Nutcracker with some Nazi stuff. <laughs> and I'm not spending too much time on it because every three months the <laughs> Nutcracker gets pulled apart in North Queensland. What? So what? What? What do they actually like? Oh, is there? Is my, there? My, my a thousand basketball games <laughs> proceed. <laughs> What, <sighs> what happens once they go into the fantasy land? Is it like, because according to the book I've read, it's just like a series of different dances. Like, like they bring out like some candies and they do a dance and then they bring out some sugar plum fairies and they do some There's dance. Some There's some of that. There's definitely some of that. Oh, I remember seeing a portion of the Nutcracker in The Little Rascals. That might be, okay. that might be the only time that I've... I've seen that. But that's all that happens. She she goes into the world, she sits down and has like a bunch of beautiful performances put on for her. And then she, I don't know, like she, she goes back out of the world with the Nutcracker and the Nutcracker is no longer broken. So she goes in the world. Um, she's got this guy called NC. He's the puppet man. He takes her through this door, which is into this mansion and a crazy world of like magic trees. And there's a house and there's noises coming and people it's are banging. Alice in Wonderland as well. It's yes, all shit. Yeah. And, um, and, and the light is all shimmering. It's actually like quite, yeah, an expensive movie and it looks quite nice. Um, I just thought some of the carrot, like the, the rats really looked hideous. They all had like prosthetics on their faces. Um, the puppet was creepy. You know, she finds her mother in this shiny ball gown and she's like, I'm the snow fairy. And then she's like, uh, you can join the dance, you know. And then she's like, but I can't fly like you. And then she's like, how do you know if she's never tried? And then so she walks along, the little girl walks along this high wooden balance beam thing, like up in these trees or whatever, and then falls down. But then she's flying and then it's kind of like Aladdin or whatever. They're flying around like I've always dreamed of. There's There's fairies and apparitions and monkeys that smoke and read the paper it's just one of these you know batshit crazy is it just like she just moves between like kids imagination movies potential danger onto next potential danger onto next potential danger kind of thing and then finally it climaxes and she wins we're just trying to understand what the fuck they filled this movie with yeah i mean she also meets three totally unnecessary inhabitants of a dollhouse which um 
I guess are the same ones that she has in her real dollhouse that Albert Einstein brings her at the beginning of the film. Is it actually Albert One Einstein? Are you sure? Hundred percent. Nathan yeah, he Lane keeps talking plays about Albert theory Einstein. of relativity. Yeah. He he draws E equals M C squared on the oh. whiteboard when he's singing that horrible song to them. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was that was the only detail I could latch on to. Yeah. Uh, Do you remember there's a part um, later on where the little girl's dad, who's not a huge character in it, but he comes to his brother, Albert Einstein. Maybe it's his brother-in-law, but he's like, hey, Albert Einstein, uh, I know you love coming over here and like playing with my daughter and putting crazy thoughts into her imagination, but I'm basically going to have to ask you to never do that again um because because she's gone like she's she's too imaginative now I believe and then albert einstein's words, uh, she's gone loco <laughs> <laughs> albert einstein basically is like okay yep i totally understand how you feel um let me just quickly sing you a song and he sings him this song and then um and then he pulls out uh, it's basically a song about how when that guy was a child he used to have this like pet rock or whatever like a small pebble that he loved and stuff and it ends with the with the dad just crying and then um you know he's like you know what you can still come around here like imagination is really important to a child <laughs> and then this actually happens and i think it's the only time that it happens is Albert Einstein like walks out of the scene and then he goes into another room and it shows him with like 20 pebbles in his pockets and he's like he looks at the camera and just says something like oh i'm glad i brought my lucky pebbles today <laughs> The only other time he looks at the camera is when he's riding a horse and carriage to their house very early in the film. And he says, like, I think that somebody might be following me. And then he looks over his shoulder and he's like, oh, they're not. Now I feel a little bit left out or something. But yeah, he doesn't address the camera at any point again. And also Richard E. Grant, the dad, when he sings that song about the pebble, and the song is about the pebble as well, (laughs) he says at the end of it, I built that whole pirate ship all by myself. There's no context to that <laughs> whatsoever. Yeah, He's like, yeah. what are you talking about? He's, he sung yeah. your song about a pebble. <laughs> so Hayden, basically, once they're in the world and they've just, you know, been introduced to different characters and songs and fairies and stuff, then you get that classic thing where she's like, what's that up there? And they're like, that's the dark side of the sky. That was once the city before the Rat King took it over um, from this prince who is actually the boy who's the puppet. He was like the prince of this city. And then they show this like um, flashback of the army coming in, and that's when it—that's the first time it goes just like full Nazis in their like grey outfits, <laughs> and the rat guys take over, and just like it starts with this big building being destroyed, and it's like a um, from the ground drills up this giant metal like transformer building with all these Nazi sol- soldiers Jesus. and stuff. Yeah, um, John Turturro plays his villain, his Rat King as like a blonde anime villain with like a really bad rat prosthetic nose. Mm-hmm. Um, and he hears that the prince is alive and then he's like, what? But we turned him into a puppet. And then he goes to his disgusting mother who is like a balding, feral woman. And he's like, the the <laughs> prince is still alive. I thought you turned him into a pu- puppet or killed him or whatever. And then she bites his neck, her own son's neck in anger. She gives him this rat mama bite. <laughs> Um, and then she also drinks this gr- this green liquid and turns the kid back into a puppet. So that's kind of like the first forty minutes. Yeah, I, th- I thought I thought that was a man for a very long time. <laughs> I thought that that was a man. And so I guess like the, the the whole the rest of the movie is them trying to destroy the Rat King and turn the puppet back into a boy, a la Pinocchio. Pretty much. Or the brand for the prince to take control of the dark sky again, or something. Yeah. <laughs> Does that sound right? Have I got this? 
Yeah, but right. but unfortunately, yeah, there's this whole plot with they have to take the dollhouse people with them because the rats are going to find them. And then the nutcracker takes two of the dolls and the monkey, the, the chimp doll goes with the girl and they're chased by robot rat dogs and <laughs> yeah, robot, rat dogs. robot yeah. rat dogs, as we all know, can bite through anything. Mecha rat dogs. Oh yeah, let's, let's, let's count them off. Who we got in the dollhouse? <laughs> you've got the club lime guy who plays the drum <laughs> for some reason. Then you've got um, the guy from Little Britain who is dressed up like a clown. It's not actually him. Uh, yeah. And then someone else. Oh, the monkey man. Planet of the, the Apes. Um, they serve very little yeah. purpose for okay. the story. Uh, I believe he, he's the one who alerts them to the fact that he wants to turn everyone rat. Rat King wants to turn everyone rat. Um, yeah, and that's the movie. That is the movie. <laughs> What's the problem with everyone going rat? Maybe everyone would get along better if they all become rats. It's not like he wants to kill them. He just wants them to be rats. And honestly, the rat guys were just doing their jobs. Yeah. Jesus. So a lot of people said that about the Nazis. God yeah. Damn just it. following orders. Oh, there was also So there's this like we might have already talked about her. There's this snow queen or something. Fairy, yeah. Who appears as a sort of ghost visage, yeah. Um and she's played by the same actress that plays her mother so there's that that other thing that a lot of children's movies done where children enter a, a dream sequence and people from their real life are then manifested in the dream as other characters quite literally so mother it's just a fairy godmother mm. but it's like but you are my real mother as well yeah. like it's not like my mother died when i was a child and i never got to meet her and you are like the apparition version of that it's just but my mum's out there and then there's a snow fairy version of her in here. All right, whatever. But just like in The Lion King where Mufasa comes up into the clouds or, you know, Darth Vader appears to Luke and gives him advice or whoever it is, Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi. Um, and, they, you know, they always have some sage advice at that crucial moment when they've lost all hope. The little girl is just about to save NC from um, going into the furnace. And then the, the fairy godmother appears for the second time in the movie. And she's like, oh, I don't know what to do. They beat me last time. And then the little girl goes, well, what am I meant to do? And her parting words are, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Quite literally, that's what happens. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I don't have a lot of interest in talking about this movie much further. <laughs> I, it, was, it was real hard to watch. Um, I can maybe see putting it on for like, you know, a six-year-old kid and just being like, here, you watch TV, I'm going to go um, bang your mom or whatever. <laughs> and and that might work. But as an adult, as a as someone who prides themselves on You're going to have to put on, on something, like, something way more interesting if you want to bang my mom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> put on the Matrix. Um, all right. Well, we'll put, put on the Matrix. That, that's my day for Is that coming along? <laughs> put on the Matrix. No, no, this is Dave Hughes as I'm coming around to his house to bang his mum. Oh, Uncle Hayden, put on the Matrix. Go on, put you on know, the Matrix, this is, Hayden. This is Dave Hughes coming to your house to bang your mum. No, like, no, oh, no, 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 it's me Matrix going to his Hayden. house to bang his... No, he, you know, because he'd be the one putting it on so that I get distracted. I'm going to his house. He's like, oh, Uncle Hayden, did you bring the Matrix again? Go on, put it on. Put on the Matrix. He's got a speech impediment in my mind. In the whole country's mind. And now here's my Judith Lucy. <laughs> put on the... M- no, I'm not. Do that. <laughs> what put about... Put on um, the Matrix. Yeah. Um. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> 
Uh, memorable. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Hi, everyone. It's, it's uh, jo- John Howard, and um, I, I'm just coming around to put on the Matrix. <laughs> what Dave Hughes thinks is the Matrix is actually the 2005 Melbourne International Comedy Festival. <laughs> this part's great. Here's when I say the joke. When my daddy puts the Matrix on, I know he's banging my mom. <laughs> He's giving her those bangers and mash, so to speak. Oh, dear. So should we so- talk about um, Space Jam then? Because <laughs> I, I Yeah, let's quickly go that. through the ratings. I give I give this movie a one. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm going to go with 1.5. All right. I'm going to top you guys by going 1.8. It had some charm, but it kept Ooh. going and it got bad. Uh, I didn't watch it, but uh, it sounds fucking so... It sounds like I dodged a bullet, honestly. Um, and I, I don't think I ever intended to watch it, so I'm going to give it a one. You went bullet time. And oh, dodged yeah. Them the Matrix. Matrix. Oh, Just like Greg speaking Fleet of the, the Matrix, Melbourne International though, Comedy speaking Festival. Speaking of the Matrix. Come on and slam and welcome <laughs> to the jam. Yeah, that was there was some bad shit in this movie. So Space Jam 2. Is, that what, is it called Space Jam 2? A New Legacy. Space Jam 2, A New Legacy. Yeah. Um, and a new Lakers seat. And boy, was no, it really a new seat work, at the it? Lakers. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the whole movie is about yeah. like whether they can fit one yeah. extra seat in the Lakers stadium. All the Looney Tunes. We gotta get this seat in there. All the Looney Tunes are coming to LeBron, and they're just like, "We want courtside tickets, LeBron." That's my Bugs Bunny. <laughs> and now let me do my That's Daffy good. Duck. We want courtside tickets, LeBron. <laughs> that sounds a lot like Dave Hughes. <laughs> You get a courtside ticket, or I bang your mom and put the Matrix on. My my kids will never let me put on Space Jam proper. I'm always trying to pop because it's not been on Netflix forever, and I'm always like, today when we put the TV on, it's going to be something we can all enjoy. Space Jam, and I start it, and they're like, "What the fuck is this? No, Dad, not Space Jam, not Space Jam, Dad." And they, whenever I say that I get to pick the TV show now, they're just going, "We're not watching Space Jam." <laughs> And they haven't even seen it. They just hate it because I tried to watch it once. Anyway, so long story good. short, um, that's crap because Space Jam 1 is awesome, right? So it goes from being like a... Yeah, I mean, did you show them Basketball <laughs> Jones? I didn't show them Basketball Jones. That's this the evolution is, yeah, of a movie. Get them on board with the soundtrack first. Oh. Just start playing it all around yeah. the house. Fly it takes too like long. Eagle. It takes too long to get into Toon World and I think that's when they'd actually start enjoying it. There's too much like, oh, here's Michael... Jordan and he plays baseball and he's a father and stuff like this and there's too much like oh who gives a shit so so you're saying in your house Space Jam has gone from uh, a beloved movie as a childhood and then a, a generation later it's like dad please don't put on Space <laughs> Jam do anything it. Don't with do Space it. Jam and so I thought like oh maybe I'll try and I, just this Sunday gone thought oh, I'll put on the new one because it looks fresher it looks brighter it might have better sensibilities for, for, for the kids to get into it faster and then I'll be able to backtrack to Space Jam 1 because I'll enjoy this one and um, it did hold their attention more they were a little bit more interested in it but someone someone else in the room was very much not interested in it and his name is Hayden it sucked there's probably a way to cleverly cut the two movies together yeah. so that they wouldn't know now, okay, for the uninitiated, Morgan, can you can you tell people what's Space Jam? What's just what's the Space Jam about? Space Jam is a movie that stars in its first iteration Michael Jordan and in its latter iteration Larry 
Larry Bamda. Uh, Larry Bird. Larry right. David. Larry, Larry, Larry David. Larry LeBron James. LeBron James. And it's, you know, the second one is about LeBron James wanting his son to play basketball, but of course he's only interested in playing video games. But at the same time... And making them. He yes. makes video games, and he's made a rather clever iteration of rat ball, or should I say basketball, um, which oh, includes I think rat ball style is correct. points. <laughs> when they round all the Jews up and make them throw balls at each other. Rat ball. Jeez. Rat jam. Oh, rat jam. Rat jam. <laughs> The sequel to Rat Race. of the game called Rat Jam, you know, and then they go in and they find that Mr. Toon himself, Bugs Bunny, has been stranded in Toon World. All his friends left him for reasons that I can't quite remember and which I think the movie forgot as well because they, Mate, they didn't friends take up left that story them? again. Yeah, go on. They do. They do. Toon Squad. Mr. To- Mr. Toon's himself. Oh, Bugs Bunny. Uh, Bugs yeah, Bunny. Because, yeah, everybody abandoned because, him. Because uh, what's Mr. Toon's name? What's his? Uh, Al G Rhythm because he's an <laughs> algorithm. The algorithm. <laughs> Oh, that guy. Don yeah. Essentially, he wants to destabilize the Looney Tunes. Well, he wants to desex them as well. Yeah, and he, <laughs> did. he neuters them all. Because that was the problem with all those early tiny... You know how they have to put those warnings at the start of old cartoons? <laughs> now this is a product of its time and stuff. I mean, it's just they're all fucking in those, <laughs> in those early <laughs> Tiny Tunes films. And It did actually seem like they desexed Bugs Bunny and Lola. Oh, they... Me, though. Like, the, the, the chemistry was... Was much, yeah. much less. I had to explain to my girlfriend that Lola Bunny was like a sexual awakening for a lot of kids. And she was like, What are you talking about? And I was like, Have you seen what Lola Bunny looks like? And I'm like, Googling images of like hot Lola Bunny to show her. I mean, Googling as in looking at the saved folders on my phone already, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, they did take. They did take some steps to maybe just, you know, bring her curves in a little more realistically in this movie. Well, they also redesigned her face, um, I, I noticed. They, like, her face is a, just that little bit. She's got, like, a longer mouth. Mm. I got to be honest, she- Mitch, I wasn't looking at her face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she had a little little moustache just a here. A small little pencil moustache. Just a tiny little moustache. <laughs> right. I shaved one of those moustaches onto my face quite recently and left it for at least an hour. It was very funny. <laughs> Just for uh, one work meeting. Yeah, well, I said to Georgina, I said, because she hadn't seen it, she was like, oh, I'm getting yelled at not to be racist on the podcast. Never mind. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, not by us, you're not. We encourage it. Never mind. I just think that it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Michael Jordan had that moustache for a while, a few years back. Do you remember? Yeah, exactly. He was doing some commercials, maybe for like Heinz Beans or something, and he was rocking the the Hitler or the Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, that was weird. And now I'm getting a message saying no Nazi jokes on my phone. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't hear the first half of this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, we were calling them rats for like 30 minutes. Can I I just say with Space Jam 2, uh, The Force Awakens, the guy there's the kid he wants to make he wants to make video games his dad lebron is too hard on him and he's like you have to go to basketball camp he's like no way i'm going to e3 to show off my new demo and be part of a game jam or some shit and he's like no you made a commitment to basketball land anyway then for some reason lebron takes this same kid into like an executive hollywood meeting with warner brothers studios and warner brothers come to them and they say we've got this great idea it's you 
turned into a digital avatar and we will like then be able to like implant you into movies from here on in so imagine you in the marvel comic book maybe universe or no all the warner brothers movies all the warner brothers shit so imagine you in matrix imagine you in harry potter imagine this that the other game of thrones yep and and meanwhile there's an algorithm algae rhythm so a computer program watching him spying him in this spying on uh, LeBron James in this meeting going like, gee, what's he think of my idea that I've pulled together? Um, cause it was actually the algorithms idea to do this, to sort of pull him into the Warner brothers universe. And LeBron thinks it's a terrible idea. Al G rhythm is watching from within a computer through like a webcam and he's like, gets very offended. And so what he does is he somehow traps both LeBron and his son and sucks them into the Warner Brothers serververse or the servers. And he's like, fuck you, LeBron James. How dare you uh, be rude about my idea? Now you're stuck in the serververse forever. However, I'll let you go if you can beat me at basketball. And I guess like the the reason he's doing that is because the algorithm really wants to get heaps of eyeballs on Warner Brothers. So he's like, this will this will bring heaps of eyeballs. I'll host a uh, a basketball game between LeBron James, the best basketballer in the world, and a bunch of like superstars that I pull together, and it'll it'll be a ratings hit. Right? Have I got that right? Yeah. At this point, the, the pattern is established amongst the NBA community that if you're the best basketball player at the time, you will have a Space Jam movie made about you. Like the first time, it was kind of a joke. The second time now, it's undeniable. So in 20 years' time, that's that's the goal. It's not about how many yeah. grand slams at Wimbledon you win <laughs> or how many goalies you yeah, kick. How many Super Bowl rings you've yeah, got. So if you finally bring the ashes home. You, you don't. Yeah. You want to be good at basketball. You want to win your premierships and whatever else, your MVPs. But you have to time it twenty years from now. You want to be at the top of your game at that point, so That's they can right. make the next Space Jam. That's right. Now, are the Looney Tunes popular. I don't think kids really know the Looney no, Tunes anymore, no, right? No. Like they're kind of no, they're done. Irrelevant. I, I'll I'll just say okay. The 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 perfect storm is Space Jam. You've got Michael Jordan. He's actually retired, but he has come back to the NBA. So well, no, he just of- have a he just had a learning disability. He's not retarded. No, <laughs> <laughs> I think they got Michael Jordan in between the time where he had retired and before he came back to basketball. So wait, you can you can you can get healed from being retarded. Come on, come on. Sorry, I'm thinking of OJ. I'm thinking of OJ. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, <laughs> I just read his book. He gets to the chapter where he poses his hypothetical yeah, about if right. he did it. And you're like, well, the thing is, if I did no, it, I would have been retarded. I'm retarded. <laughs> the end. <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so he, he he was he was entering. Yes, he's retired. Back into the NBA when they when they'd sort of courted him. Um, to my understanding, I just watched the last dance in preparation. <laughs> yeah. Um, because he was using he was using filming Space Jam as like him getting match fit again. Remember, he kept having people come to the set, and he would just be playing like five on five all the time, getting yeah. They meant to be the like season. the best games of basketball ever because they're yeah. like the all stars. So the other thing <laughs> right. is the syndicated television, like the the Looney Tunes was still on TV. Like I remember growing up watching the Looney Tunes, mm-hmm. 
even though that uh, like that's that's a show from like the 30s to what 60s yeah, I'm not sure, or whatever. But yes, it's older. So, and then you've got like Wayne Knight and Bill Murray, so the movie's instantly going to have at least like watchability. You got a Danny DeVito villain. But the other thing is that animation didn't just like crap off. They put a lot of effort into it. Like they watched Who Framed Roger Rabbit and you know, it's it's not a perfect movie. But no. The soundtrack bangs. Michael Jordan can't act, but it doesn't matter because it's Michael Jordan. No one gives a shit. Mm-hmm. It's all, it's also not two hours long. Yeah, because new one was incredibly long. Yeah, it was. There's also long. you know they and even if they don't land, even if they don't land in the first joke in the first movie, there's a lot of jokes, like a lot of gags, and Looney Tunes was, as far as I can tell, like kind of funny. Yeah, the second one they didn't. There were no like visual gags. There was. No wordplay yeah. or anything like that. I think I think you're completely right, Mitch. I think that like the first one was what well, oh, that was me. You're right, Mitch. Um, the first one was like the culmination of the zeitgeist. Like they they, they took the zeitgeist kinder and like sort of pulled it together and said, "Blah, here's the perfectly timed release of this movie that is like structured in a quintessential like late '90s beat for beat sort of structure, and it works perfectly and it's good." Um, whereas this is. Remember Space Jam? Well, we're doing it again. And so, like, it's trying to profit off the back of something, you know, that, that's sort of cyclical, whereas the original was was a confluence of lots of things that were happening in the moment in the zeitgeist, right? So this one doesn't track because it's just like, hey, nostalgia, but it's a fucking kids movie, so none of the kids remember Space Jam and none of the kids remember Looney Tunes. Yeah, that... But kids do love video games and algorithms. yeah. So. But there's that the difference the the generational split. It's like it's been too long for kids to enjoy it, but the now it has to be good for adults. And so it has all these weird references to like Casablanca and Austin Powers, yeah. which is a great movie, but it's like 20 years old as well. And yeah. Ca- Casablanca is is maybe even 21 years old at least. So you've got you've got these weird things where you're like there's no way a kid is going to understand why like Porky Pig is showing up in this old movie or whatever? Yeah, as as Mini Me and Austin Powers, like it makes no sense. <laughs> it was so dumb. It was so. Oh, so yeah, there was, was there was like a series of like, yes. Yeah, so, so Bugs Bunny for some reason was in Toontown or whatever the fuck it's called, and he's all by himself. And Algae Rhythm has allegedly like dispersed all the other tunes into different universes for God knows what reason. And so Bugs Bunny's like, hey, LeBron, welcome to town. we got to pull together a team. You have to help me rescue them all. And they go between Warner Brothers universes rescuing them all. So, for example, the grandmother who looks after Tweety Bird was in a scene from The Matrix. She was Trinity in that opening scene. Yeah. And they, like, you know, they, they animated the characters over the top of the actual film. Yeah. And then they had Mini-Me, they had Elmer Fudd as Mini-Me in that scene where Mini-Me is first introduced in um, Austin Powers. It was just so jarring. Just horrible. Just horrible. And, like, the the, the joke, the joke of one of them was, was uh, fucking, uh, what's the, Game of Thrones? And the joke of that one was just that, was that the fucking rooster just said, winter is coming? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> My favorite uh, one uh, from the popular children's movie Mad Max Fury oh, Road. Yeah. yeah. Right. Coyote say, uh, holds up a sign that says, uh, Witness me. And then Witness he sprays me. his mouth mm. with silver spray paint. 
and attacks a car <laughs> with, I guess, Roadrunner in it. Uh-huh. Or tries to attack Roadrunner. That was sick. Yeah, that part I didn't I didn't mind, and I guess that's because I don't really like Mad Max, but I understood the reference. Mm. So if you understand the reference and you don't love the original content, you're like, oh, cool, yeah, all right. But all the other ones, like, why don't do that to my Matrix? Yeah. Don't do that to my. This Trinity. is a kids movie. No kid is watching. Yeah, the Matrix. I was sitting I was sitting no. there with my kids, and they're like, "What the hell is all of this, Dad?" The only part they kind of got is like when they they saw the Harry Potter universe, which they didn't utilize anything from. They Harry didn't Potter. use it at all. No, yeah. I'm like, how do you do Austin Powers and Casablanca instead of Harry Potter? Like, how does that? <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, maybe they couldn't. They kind of got some of the because they they went into like one of the superhero, the Superman world, or some shit at some yeah. point. Yeah, and they kind of understood. Like, they got the references. So the only references that my eight year old got was like. So I'm like, there's Bugs Bunny. And she's like, who the fuck's Bugs Bunny? And I said, Violet, do not speak to me like that. I told you about swearing in the house. She's like, shut the fuck up, bitch. Then she lit up in front of me. <laughs> she just lit up, sparked up a joint. Uh, she's she's ridiculous. But I love her. Well, you have to. And um, no, so, so there, was, there was the superhero universe stuff. But also like they kept saying LeBron, 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 because they show in the start of the movie LeBron as a kid. And she was like, eventually they said LeBron James. She goes, oh, I know LeBron James. I'm like, really? How the fuck do you know? I don't, I don't even know LeBron James. She's like, yeah, he's a basketballer. I'm like, all right. Well, I guess that's a name <laughs> that's going around school. And that, that's the point where Hayden's like, oh, shit, this movie is going to have some basketball. <laughs> I didn't know who the fuck this guy was. Yeah, I thought it was just some actor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I've just never seen this guy. Also, Austin Powers is already a parody of James mm-hmm. Bond, yeah. of the video game 007 Goldeneye. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so you guys didn't like, didn't seem to like this movie oh, at all, right? No. Like, I thought the stuff of them uh, going through the different worlds, especially the, the, the cartoony Looney Tunes stuff, I actually found it really entertaining. I was like... Man, I miss this kind of just like physical slapstick cartoony humor, you know, like drawing on a rock and drawing like a a road down it and then one character runs down it and then another smashes into the rock. Doesn't that exact gag happen in the first one? Oh, yeah, and it happens numerous times in the original Looney Tunes. That was the only part that sort of stayed true to the Tunes verse. I really wanted to. I I was open to liking it and accepting some gags. And I still think Daffy Duck's kind of funny. But he wasn't. Like when he says mother, that's he still very funny. funny. Yeah. yeah, but he wasn't funny. He wasn't funny. No. He, he didn't have opportunity. And like they didn't, they didn't have the, you know, like the Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck sort of antagonistic brotherly thing going on at all. That's, that's such a strong part of that first movie where Daffy Duck sort of wants to lead the team, but Bugs Bunny's, you know, he's Mr. Toons. I think that the Space Jam one... All of as soon as you get into Toonville or whatever the fuck it's called, and you are given Toonie Town, Toonie Town, you're given all of the characters, and they're all there, and they're all playing on their existing tropes. It was like writers for Looney Tunes were in the writers' room, and they were like, "All right, yes, we we want to write this and, and pay perfect homage to what these cartoons were." In this case, yeah, but they're all like ninety years old now. They're <laughs> like. Mm. Well, they're- be funny if, if <laughs> what was Bugs Bunny do? Is he a bunny? Is he the bunny? <laughs> What's up, Doc? <laughs> Does he eat a carrot? 
That's funny. What do you guys think of seeing all the Looney Tunes in like new 3D animation once they left the 2D world and they went to the 3D world? Horrifying. Yeah, so I didn't watch. I didn't watch all of it, so I, I didn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> didn't know that happened. I'm going to Google like it now. The whole second half of the movie. Yeah, that, that's around about when I tapped out and went and washed the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think when the dishes turned from 2D to 3D <laughs> when you like submerged them in water? I I came so 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 I walked out once they'd assembled their team and then I came back in when they were in the middle of a basketball game and then I think I, I, I paused it and saw there were 40 minutes left and turned it off. So did you see when Michael Jordan came like into the movie? Are you shitting me? Does that really happen? Yeah. So no, it's like th- in between the third and fourth quarter they go to do that whole thing where they have Michael's secret sauce yeah. but that doesn't happen obviously but they have to come up with some plan. They're like, what are we going to do? And then they show some feet yeah. like walking down and everybody's like, oh my God, it's him. They're like, I found Michael Jordan yeah, yeah. and then yeah. Really? And they're all like, and then they're Michael, all watching. And then Michael Jordan walks yeah, in. Yeah, but it's Michael B. Jordan. Oh, uh, wait, is it actually? Yeah, it was the good. Michael That's B. a funny Jordan. gag. It's Michael yeah. B. Jordan. Yeah. It, it's kind of. It's you know what? It would have been a funny gag, but I but think. But we all guessed it. This movie just didn't, like, none of the jokes really land. I think the 2D animation looked really cheap. Mm, just didn't look great, did it? No way. I'm so off. I'm so off with this, guys. I can't take it anymore. The the 2D stuff was awesome. It missed. No, I loved it. The it only problems I had fine. was that the movie was too long, and it took too long for them to play basketball in it. Everything else ruled. Um, I enjoyed myself the whole time. Was it good when it went 3D? I liked it. Because like, when I came back no. and they were playing the game, they were back in 2D, weren't nah. they? Nah. The game's all 3D. Oh, I, maybe I just no, didn't fucking 3D. notice. <laughs> they were clearly in 3D when that happened. They looked fine. Like it wasn't. It wasn't like how people talk about Sonic and like, oh, look, he's all yeah, 3D. Yeah, yeah. I don't like it. It's like, no. How it, did it I just worked. not it notice that it wasn't in cartoon anymore? <laughs> That's weird. I don't know. Maybe maybe you didn't care enough. Maybe I was on my seventh beer for the Sunday. I think. Okay, I'm gonna go through and I'm gonna give Declan a chance to 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 argue why these things may have been good and and i like i like that we're not on the same page with this but i also don't know how you like this movie so let's just lebron james is not a great lead he's he's not lebron james no. was good but neither neither was michael well, jordan though you know like and it still i worked. disagree okay it seemed like lebron james recorded one scream <laughs> so you know like all those times when the looney tunes f- fall off cliffs that, and yeah. stuff like that and then they have to show the cartoon version. he'd just be like oh! <laughs> and they just use that scream like 50 times throughout the movie he was he, he was a little bit annoying in that like he wasn't good he did okay well then you've got um algae rhythm and the uh, entire fucking warner brothers archive coming out for the basketball game. i loved it <laughs> it was like you know remember that was Ready fun. Player One? Yeah, I loved that just too. Just having like every character that they could possibly have in, but they didn't really like have lines. It was just like all the Hanna Barbera characters are coming. I liked looking in the background of all the basketball scenes yeah. and being like, "Hey, there's the agents from the Matrix. There's like the nun yeah. from the Conjuring movies in this kids movie. This rules just." That was the only fun part to to see Agent Smith like mm. holding his ear and talking to somebody <laughs> while Voldemort is right next yeah. to him just going like, for no yeah. reason. That sounds all right. It was fun. They had the Clockwork Orange guys yeah, there the as well. <laughs> really? Yeah. They, they had. And they did. Pennywise. It's just such an odd combination of things. Like they did Fred show, Flintstone. 
a couple of shots of the monsters, like the the shrunken versions. Oh, of the I monsters. remember seeing them. Yeah, they showed them celebrating when the bad guys were winning, which makes no sense because at the end of Space Jam One, the monsters were like, "We want to be like you guys," and they're meant mm-hmm. to join the the Toon City, as I like to call it. Well, yes. So the the monsters are, are literally cut frames from the original yes, yes. Space Jam. Yeah, because it was the same audio and stuff, wasn't it? Did, I felt like the line was something I remember from the movie. But they're the only the original. They're the only characters that are two D. Everyone else uh-huh. got three D. There was just no three D model of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. It must have been a late edition. It was uh, weird. It was weird and sloppy. It seems. It seems really ham fisted. The whole thing seems really ham fisted, and they were just throwing as much shit at the wall as possible. And some of it, I don't know, if they had just spent another year refining it and rewriting, maybe it could have succeeded. Because in I kind of what you're talking about now, it's I kind of like the premise. I, I, I like the idea of all of those people in the audience and it playing right but it didn't i don't know it sound it didn't play right no it was shit and then the players on the opposite team were yeah who were they so they were meant to be i guess famous basketball some some male and, and female basketball players and they each had special abilities one of them i think their name was fire water or fire ice literally that was their name and they could hot 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 ice hot, no wet hot cold wet fire <laughs> wet yeah, wet, wet dry wet fire oh i see it's like hot hot fire but wet i don't i don't even see but their ability was water and fire and then one of them could slow down time and then the other guys were just like you know really good there wasn't any consistency but, like, but, but was wet fire is is wet fire and slow down time man are they like well-known warner brothers villains or no, something no, like no. Wet, no, wet, no 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 wet no. fire is meant to be a well-known female basketball player which like she, she was played by in the real world. Yeah, in the real world. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know how she got dragged. She, in. Well, how did? Okay, so so like in that. the original Space Jam, they take the the famous basketball players, put them in a basketball, and then these little monsters like take their traits. But in this case, they're just there. Somehow they just end up in the universe and have wings or can you know turn into water for some reason. It's never explained how they get those powers. Algae rhythm now has control of his son's game and that's how he like convinces the son oh, to play right. on his team his being game. like yeah being like your dad doesn't appreciate you but because he can mod himself like the kid gives himself mm. like super basketball abilities mm-hmm. they also like modify the models okay. of all the yep. other players uh, yeah. okay all right. yeah see i kind of liked the the whole that the scoring was different and it had like computer game or video game um, scoring style, style points, style points, and stuff like this. So yeah, I, I liked that premise, but again, like everything else was just falling flat around it, and it made some of these kind of interesting ideas. Why am I actually like critiquing Space Jam Two? Because <laughs> that's your job. What am I doing with my life? Just admit it. You don't like you don't like Speedy Gonzalez. I get it. <laughs> Just think he's lazy. There wasn't enough Nazis in it for Hayden. You wanted more Marvin yeah. the Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll finish this movie. What about the uh, Warner Brothers executives? You had Steven Ewan. You had Sarah Silverman. Um, they didn't. That they was, didn't get to that do was much. Fun enough, I guess. Who were the comment? Who were the commentators? Oh, they were funny. At least one of them was. Were they just real the commentators? I guess so. There was one. One was a real commentator, and one was Lil Rel from uh, Get Out and um, Right Bad yes. Trip. He's in everything. Now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's doing real well. I just for saw a trait. 
He's in the movie called uh, Vacation Buddies, I think, that, that's just coming out on Disney. i got to hand it to that guy. He was definitely meant to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> I found one of his jokes funny. Okay, so LeBron against Michael. Michael wins. Soundtrack? No. This movie did not have a memorable soundtrack. Yes, no, that's true. And, oh, the music when they were, like, the, the bridging music when they were bringing together the team, like, it kept going back to the spaceship after they'd acquired mm. another person. There'd be this very boppy, adequate, almost like the kind of stock music you put behind your YouTube videos when you're mm. a successful YouTuber. Yeah. You're like, what's up, guys? It's Hayden here, and we're going to learn how to clean your keyboard. Yeah. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment. And uh, I'll see you on the other side of the gap. And then it rolls the music and it's like. Uh, yeah, it felt like they were avoiding hip hop for a very long time. Like wow. I, I wanted a bit more hip hop. And then obviously they, they dropped that, that track later on with uh, what's his name doing the rap. That horrible little little pig man. Yeah, <laughs> they, they have a rap battle in the middle of the movie. Yeah, that was bad. Porky Pig has to drop a, a, a fat freestyle. Nice. I'll give you that. Porky Pig does not have bars. <laughs> I cringed into my own body. <laughs> I just, you can't. And, th- and One moment that maybe wasn't hitting on 100% all cylinders doesn't make the movie bad. <laughs> the one moment. Okay. Because Mitch, what about this? What about when Rick and Morty show up? I oh, saw that fuck too. Morty, no. you got to suck my dick, Morty. The, the Toon Squad's got to all suck my dick, Morty. It just. Yeah, that was. A little off color. Like it, it didn't, it, it doesn't fucking make sense. Why would, why is that there? That's not for children. It, it just, <laughs> uh, I just, I, I fucking, okay. The last thing that didn't work, uh, you know, there, there was more things comparable, but the comedy in the first one to the comedy in the second one, the, the first one jokes land. Second one. Can anyone give me a joke? The jokes landed because you were seven years old, Mitch. If you go back and watch it, yeah, but I mean, let's not maybe it's just as unfunny as as this one. I'm telling you, the but there there are so many parallels. Like there's there's even a Newman character in this new movie. So the guy who's trying to enter uh, Toontown through the whole movie, he's he's in the serververse. Everybody else has been sucked into the serververse. He's like, come on, take me. I want to go in there. Problem is, he's not massively obese he's also he's not he's not trying to dig a hole that's through right. a golf that's a course to get in yeah. there yeah well those were funny funny things yes. you know and now it's just a guy being like oh i want to i want to go in there <laughs> I, okay i guess my final comparison is the two basketball games now granted this one wasn't exactly basketball but they had an opportunity to do some good gags the original i can think of like you know, when he splats Daffy and he's like, can, uh, can you take me to school today? Or the Pulp Fiction bit. Or, I don't know. I mean, Pulp Fiction isn't for, for children. I'm sort of uh, arguing against my own mm. points now. But inconsistent. what I will say, I can remember that so many points of the game part. You know, Michael stretching his arm out the whole way. Amazing. Yeah. This movie has one very memorable game point in that in when the kid designed the game, he wanted to put in LeBron's backward jump shot, right? He jumps in the air backwards and shoot the mm-hmm. jump shot, but it crashes the game and deletes his character for some reason because this kid can't code for shit. Loser. So he realizes that to beat LG Rhythm because he switches teams because... There's a long scene where Don Cheadle just like swears at him and they bleep it out, but it's fucking weird. 
That really happens, Aiden. I'm not making that up. He goes That's... on a racist rant. He, you know what? They bleep it out. That's a real scene. Oh, um, do they really bleep it out? They bleep it out. He, he, oh, yeah, he screams at him. Yeah. And so they decide that Bugs Bunny, well, they start playing and they can't get the game to LeBron or something. And Bugs Bunny takes the shot and he sacrifices his life and it destroys LG rhythm and destroys the, like, you know, everything. And everyone starts going back to the real world. They're not trapped anymore. But then they all, like, send him off and he, like, turns into light and goes into heaven. Bugs. Yeah. Bugs Bunny. Toons can't, toons can't die. That's the end of Bugs Bunny? It's a testament to the weakness of Al Jazeera's side <laughs> character. What's his... You know, he has, like, this little this little um, blue sidekick that's yeah. sort of like a... a yeah. technological friend Little robot thing yeah he's kind of like an iago from aladdin or a um abu from aladdin <laughs> or uh, raja from aladdin you know he's like this this sort of sort of like this, the lamp character. in aladdin <laughs> yeah, you know, he's one of those guys jafar yeah. from <laughs> sort of like very, very shades of um aladdin from aladdin yeah shades of aladdin but he doesn't he doesn't talk and he helps Al Jazeera with his his bad plans and stuff, um, but he is such a, a weak character that we haven't mentioned him up to this point at all. Like, I think he character. does something for for the good side at the end. He actually he turns into a good boy. Uh, I can't remember. My kids liked him because he was cute. Yeah, and you got to have that. You got to have that. You got to have that. That's what the Nutcracker didn't have. <laughs> they had ugly characters and scary looking characters that weren't cute. So um, yeah, the the end of this movie. Um, LeBron's walking down the street and he runs into Bugs Bunny. Turns out Bugs Bunny isn't dead. He's just in the real world now. Okay. And, and they... Yeah, he got Homer Simpson. He got Homer Simpson. In that Simpson. Halloween episode where Homer turns mm -hmm. 3D. Crack, 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 crack. Now, was he saying crack or crap? That was <laughs> always he wanted to crack. I think he smelled crack in the real world. He knew he needed to have it. Because he's cracking, you know? I used <laughs> to think he was saying crack. <laughs> but it's Halloween, so he could say whatever he wants. So true. I thought I thought John Cheadle was pretty good. You say John Cheadle? Whatever his name is. <laughs> Don, Don Cheadle. Big Don Cheedy. John Trazier. I thought Don Cheadle was, was good in this. I thought that he did make me laugh at one point, which is something in this movie. I'm just reading the Wikipedia for this, so uh, this, this may be well-known knowledge, um, but so apparently the film sort of had a lot of false starts um, and eventually stalled because Michael Jordan refused to return. So I guess they were considering him for a long time. And they also considered um, several spin-off possibilities, including one with Jeff Gordon, Tiger Woods, and Tony Hawk. I, I guess that's three, <laughs> three separate potential ideas. I don't think all three of them would have been in there. The Tony Hawk one would have been fucking sick. That would have been incredible. Yeah, that I think it would have been. Tony Hawk is very, very charismatic. He's very good. Yeah. Imagine him and Bugs smoking, smoking a dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Doing that Tony Tony Hawk one could have worked. Yeah, hey. yeah. It would have been great. Than this like shit. Tony Hawk's already been a video game character for so long as That's well. Right. He would work in 3D. Mm. That's right. What about this though? Tiger Woods versus Happy Gilmore in Space Jim Owen 3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what about that? <laughs> about Picture to the Zex. Um, <laughs> there was also back in action 
Uh, do you guys see Back in Action with Brendan Fraser? I've seen several Brendan Fraser movies recently. I've seen Airheads. I've seen The Mummy. I've seen The Mummy Returns. But I have yet to see Back in Action. Have you seen Your Your Mummy Returns after a date with Dave Hughes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can turn the Matrix off now. I'm finished. <laughs> Oh, oh you've you already, already started up to the, the Matrix too. We did the same joke. <laughs> well, Wait, back in action is a Looney Tunes thing as well. Yeah, man, yeah, it's what the fuck sick. Is this? Yeah, dude, it's sick. Wait, who's, his, is, who's his co-lead? Is it Heather Graham? No, Jenna Elfman from Dharma and Greg. <laughs> uh, the the other thing I was going to say about this movie is it uh, has only has uh, yeah it sucks. It, it's box office <laughs> did itself back to break even. So, so I don't, I don't know how they measure that at the moment with cinemas not doing wide releases all over the world, and it, box office Im- it means the first week only, right? Nah, no, it's, it can keep going. No, it's but this was a, uh, this movie was on HBO Max as well at the same time, so I think it was free if you have HBO Max in the US. So it's just, I obviously we'll never know what those licensing deals look like, but it, it's, it's. I just wish I could Google whether this film made money or not because at the moment according to wikipedia it's broken even but i'm sure that's not it tell you what hbo max hbo max i'll witness that (laughs) it's not a zero percenter either it's a 26 percenter so it wasn't it wasn't specifically liked by critics but it's also worth noting the original space jam was only a 44 percenter so that was also Mm. rotten yeah yeah people don't don't rate that one at all it's not it's not a great film yeah, it's a good movie. I mean, there's that whole sequence where he steals the Nike shoes from himself. Yeah, because can't play without your Nikes. Wait, what? Why can't he get his own shoes? He can't get back from the yeah. Universe? He sends Bugs and so. Daffy to do it for some reason. Have they got him? Held him captive or something? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think well, so. sort of. Yeah, because they because they're gonna get sold into slavery because mm. the space theme park isn't doing so well, and if they have the the Looney Tunes and Michael Jordan. That's the see better premise. What's what's this one? Yeah, premise? way better premise because also they need to convince Jordan to buy into their cause. Whereas in this one, it's like actually they've both they both the, the, both um, LeBron and the Toons will mutually benefit from from playing the basketball game. Whereas Michael Jordan just wants to get the fuck out of Dodge in the first one and and so it's actually on Bugs Bunny to convince him to play basketball for them Mm. yeah whereas LeBron's just like hell yeah I'll play I love basketball I'm one of the best in the world (laughs) (laughs) but he's also trying to get out he's he made the deal right in the first one the Looney Tunes are are trying to win something back whereas in this one LeBron's trying to win something back I don't know. Look, why am I even? Did we did we miss anything? Are there any big points of the movie that we glossed over? How how does it end? They go out and the brother, the the son and the father make up, and the video game goes on to make a million dollars, and LeBron keeps basketball. The son is um the son is on the team of Don Cheadle for like the first half, but at one point he just goes full turncoat, and he's like, "Dad, I'm with you again." And then Don Cheadle gets angry. It's also worth noting some of the players on Don Cheadle's team are like, one of them's like a giant spider. And they're doing things with the ball that I'm not sure are within the regulations of normal basketball. Um, That threw me off a little as someone who's like very into rules. But there's also a moment that I really liked, which is um, it's just like a one second shot of uh, Lola Bunny like assists LeBron for for this dunk. 
and they recreate this photo that's like a famous real photo from when LeBron was at the Miami Heat and like uh, I think it was Dwayne Wade like did a no look pass to him and and then he's just got his hands up like hell yeah like what a good goal one of those kind of celebrations but in the background LeBron still hasn't actually scored it's like he's like passes the ball <laughs> off and then he's already celebrating and LeBron's behind him like about to dunk yeah. and they did that with Lola Bunny that's cool and that made the movie good yeah good it's <laughs> so good to hear yeah, so, so I guess I'd just apologize for not watching the entirety of either of these films. <laughs> That's my bad. Yeah. Sometimes so you, you don't do well by your friends. Sorry. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even accept that as an apology. You know, one, one time I got uh, coffee delivered like 30 minutes late and the person came out eventually and was like, and you know what? I'm going to have mm-hmm. to apologize for this. And then I just yep. sat there waiting. Cause yeah. I never got my damn apology. Oh, it might it might still come. It's not an apology. Yeah, promising an apology is not it's the same not. as an apology, though. Yeah, that's my you get the get out of jail free card is you just say, oh, I should really apologize. I am late, and that is not yeah. the right thing to do. And then you just don't. Yeah. You're like, I I know I yeah. should. I said I should, but I'm not. Yeah. That's what I do in in every car crash, so that I'm not technically yes, liable. Exactly. <laughs> um, I'll give this movie a three. Nice. I don't know. I'll give it a four. <laughs> it's a four. It's a four from Hayden Quinn. It was it was it was hard for me to keep watching. It really was. It's boring. All right, I'm gonna jump up and go. This movie was a six. Okay, you know it was not that hard to keep watching. I I actually quite enjoyed it. I really liked the cartoon stuff at the start. I thought the basketball was cool. I just wish there was more basketball. Uh, it kind of took a while to get to the basketball. It was like just the last half hour. Um, but you know me, I love movies. That's why I do this podcast. And uh, there were lots of movie references in this, and I like spotting the movie references and seeing the different movies and and loudly yelling the title of the movie that they were putting a Looney Tune into, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. So I had a good time. Just like with with your balcony door open, you're screaming <laughs> them out into the neighborhood. That's Daffy Duck. Austin Powers Two: The Spy Who Shagged Matrix. Me. Elma Fudd is Mini Me. Foghorn the- Leghorn. Yeah, well. You know, this story was a story as old as crime. Uh, 2.4. Yeah, as I've said, fucking hated it. Um, It was difficult for me to watch towards the end. My girlfriend left (laughs) me during this movie. She's like, Mitch, if you keep watching this movie, I'm out of here. I'm packing up the stuff. (laughs) I'm taking the kids. This is the final straw. Going over to Dave Hughes' house. (laughs) I hear he's got the Matrix trilogy. He's got Peter Hellier. I've actually got all three of the Matrixes. (laughs) I have them all. So, yeah, it was just me sitting alone in the cold trying to well that's unfair that's not the movie's fault that your wife left you you know the movie's still good whether or not you were crying while watching it <laughs> i'm just saying there was i i sort of just sat there numb knowing i gotta know what happened well i sat there rock hard and full of feelings well yeah this one um yeah just a soulless mess didn't even have an i believe i can fly didn't even have hit em high featuring LL Cool J, uh, Coolio, Buster Rhymes. Did you think at the end, you know how there's like the, you know, the classic bit where he's, you know, they're two points down and LeBron is like not going to make it to the basket. I'm like, are they going to do the arm stretch thing again? Yeah. Yeah. I thought they were going to do the arm stretch. But they didn't. So that's why it was good. (laughs) (laughs) That's why it was good. What did they do? His son like threw him like a 
booster thing basically like in the air and okay. so he landed on that and then got yeah. it okay oh no no no, no he, he they went with the jump shot right the jump shot backwards but he had to he, he was already falling and then he like threw like a yellow or oh like, yeah you know, yeah energy ball that if you bounce on gives you like an extra bounce kind of thing i right, mean right. i don't know and that was the other thing is that like michael jordan finally like realized that he could like he could utilize the non-existent laws of the universe he was in at the end of the film. And that's a way more interesting way to, like, I just think it's a way better version film than this new one. I think that... Uh, I'd say that parallel, that parallel is pretty true, though. He realized that he could use his son's video game technology to, to win the game. And then at the end, he sits him down and he's like, son... Your game is fantastic. But that was cheating. I quit Rat Ball. <laughs> I really hope yeah. they release that game. Like, that'd be a sick game. It gave me NBA Hangtime vibes, but like a modern version. Yeah. And I want the audience to be all these WB <laughs> movie characters and stuff as well. That would be sick. Um, Mitch, what was your score? All right. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this one a 2.1. Yeah, just a soulless piece of shit. <laughs> You're saying you liked the movie Dark Tide better than this? <laughs> Ye- oh yes you liked the ridiculous six better than this yes definitely <laughs> <laughs> Aiden you is liked, just putting you lots and lots more, of space jam less, visuals oh, on Mitch, this i like Mitch. watching uh lebron slam dunk a ball into mitch's head as he gives his review i just need to get a video of it and then he gets thumbs up from yeah, his cranium mitch just before you lock that score in you gave return to the blue lagoon a 2.5 well, the Return to the Blue Lagoon had a lot of things going on for it. And, yeah, I hadn't really seen the Blue Lagoon. And, uh, you know what, like, there was there was a lot to hate in that movie. But there was a lot more I hated in this movie. And you know what? Maybe it's just because I like Space Jam. Not because Space Jam's good, but Space Jam works regardless of the fact that it's a convoluted idea in the first place and it doesn't really make sense. But it was this time where it could work it, it was fucking amazing and this no one really needed it it wasn't really for anyone in particular it was for me it's not for adults it's for declan so yeah um yeah so uh, you know what 2.1 not changing <laughs> okay lock it in eddie um we didn't say this about the nutcracker movie but it cost 90 million dollars and it basically lost like $70 million. So I think it was also uh, yeah. the most damaging. And, and, you know, that's that's interesting to just think about from an, you know, an intellectual point of view, like, oh, that sounds like a lot of money. But $70 million is gone making that movie. That's more money than all of us will make in our lives put together by tenfold, you know? Like, that is so much money to lose on the Nutcracker. Um, think about that and compare it to Space Jam 2. Space Jam 2 was a masterpiece. But think about how much pussy Nathan Lane, the straightest <laughs> man on earth, would have gotten from that movie. They're like, put on the Einstein wig. You know I'm gay. <laughs> and he's like, put on the Matrix. <laughs> Him and Husey. All, All right, right boys, we did it. Um, before we wrap up, I want to give a couple of quick stats for anyone who's followed the podcast this long. We have done 29 movies on the 0% list. There's 14 left Wow! after this one, after the Nutcracker. Whoa. We haven't been able to find Constellation, so that's going to be like maybe one of the last ones we get to. 
And they've also added that Return of the Living Dead 2 or whatever it was from a long time ago. They added that to the list when we were deep in. But we're smashing through them. we got 14 left. Let's do it. It's a home stretch, boys. Hands in. Quack, quack, quack. Quack it, doodle do. Quack it. All right, so, um, yeah, what's the next movie we have to watch? Probably going to watch Stolen, the John Hamm crime movie. Um, hopefully we can get a sick guest for that. If uh, if they can't do it yet, we'll probably just jump ahead and do the next one. I think uh, Cabin Fever's coming up real soon. You guys want to hear my John John Hamm impression? I think I might be able to do it now that I'm sick. This is John Hamm in Mad Men Season 2, Episode 6, the scene when Betty is looking at him across the table in the kitchen smoking a cigarette after he's come home too late. Betty, what do you want? Betty, 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 what do you, Betty, what do you want? <clears throat> it's good. It's pretty good. What about um, uh, John Hamm in Mad Max? Witness me. Witness me. Whit- witness. Whitman. Whitman's peak. <laughs> Picture this, okay? Silver, chrome, all up in your fucking mouth. Witness me. Picture this. It's an unnecessary sequel to a basketball game that takes place in the Tooniverse. <laughs> it's called Space Jim Owen. Jim Owen, he's not in the movie. <laughs> Betty, what do you want? You know why people go to the movies? To watch bits of <laughs> other movies. <laughs> Picture every Warner Brothers movie. Plus Picture basketball. all of your favorite movies, bastardized, <laughs> in a basketball game. <laughs> Betty, what do you want? <laughs> Betty's always like, <laughs> Betty keeps I, coming I, into I, his I told pitches. you to stop coming to my work. <laughs> Try, trying, to, trying to pitch this movie, Betty. Trying to get out of the ad game and into the... Hollywood mm-hmm. game. You know the thing about Don Draper? Don Cheadle Draper. If removed the D at the start of his second name, it'd be very different. <laughs> I think it'd sound a little something like this. Don Dr. B- Aper? Buddy, buddy, what do you want? Buddy, what do you want? Buddy, buddy, what do you want? Buddy, what do you want? Buddy, I'm busy. I'm Don Draper. I'm busy. Betty, what do you want? Betty, what do you want? I'm busy. <laughs> I don't remember Betty hassling him that much. Now, Boz. Betty, what do you want? <laughs> Now, Betty. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's the show. show. Wow. 